Before the eyes of the world, now look into space, to the moon, and to the planets beyond. This is The Space Shot, episode 433, Coffee at the Cosmo, The Making of a Podcast, Part 2. I'm John Mullix. So we still had a lot to talk about after the Coffee at the Cosmo ended. So Emily, Dave, and I got together on Zoom. Uh, Shout out to Dave for uh, coming in clutch with a Zoom, uh, meaning we were able to use the uh, app I normally use was having some issues. So I appreciate him coming in and saving the day, as it were, uh, with the technical stuff. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate it. Without any further ado, let's get into the making of a podcast, part two. This is episode 27 of the Cosmosphere podcast, part two of my conversation with Emily Carney and Dave Giles about the making of a podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Um, We had a lot more we wanted to talk about, but not enough time at the Cosmosphere the other day, so we got together again virtually for the conversation that you're about to hear. Um, I think we've all had a lot of fun. Uh, There's a lot of cool things we're looking forward to covering in the coming years, and we chat about that. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation, and hopefully in the future we can get uh, Emily and Dave out to the Cosmosphere for a camp, so we'll have to uh, update everyone when they're finally able to make their way out here uh, to have a blast in Hutchinson. Before we dive into part two of the conversation, we have Maria here to tell you a little bit about Cosmosphere memberships. Hey everybody, it's Maria, Cosmosphere's public relations and volunteer coordinator. I love working here, but before I was an employee, I was a patron level member. Patron level membership benefits are amazing. The introductory patron level is called Mercury, that's the level I join. Mercury members receive unlimited museum admission, invitations to movie premieres on the Cary Digital Dome, camp discounts, so these memberships practically pay for themselves, plus they include a Smithsonian affiliate membership with a Smithsonian Magazine subscription, and the Cosmosphere just added a benefit for all patron members, access to CuriosityStream a service with thousands of exclusive educational documentaries. Patron members at higher levels receive more benefits, including up to 14 all-access mission passes, free family memberships to give as gifts, facility rental discounts, but really the top benefit for me is knowing I support a mission I truly believe in. Find out more today about how you can be part of this mission through patron membership at Cosmo.org. Thank you guys for coming on to part two, the continuing chat. Uh, We weren't able to finish everything I was hoping to uh, talk about uh, at the Cosmosphere, but thank you guys for coming back on. Oh, you're very welcome. I think that was a lot of fun. I I wish you guys had been able to see the crowd more. I I don't know if you could see them when we We were there. We couldn't see any of it. Oh, okay. I couldn't see them. Dang it. Okay. It was a pretty good crowd. Um. And that's it. That's, I think, my favorite room to hold the coffee at the Cosmo. And it's a little bit smaller than the banquet room downstairs, but the ISS modules in the back are pretty sweet. So, yeah, it's a sweet room. <laughs> you showed me it, John. So I know it's a sweet room. That's, oh, that's right. That was part of the behind the scenes, the uh, all access tour. <laughs> I loved that tour. That, that was, was fun. great fun. Uh, I I was so nervous giving that to her because that was about the most uh, knowledgeable group I've ever uh, taken around the museum. So hopefully I didn't make a complete fool out of myself. 
No, you, you did a great job. And what was fun about that tour was uh, it was kind of everyone chipping in a little yes. bit of knowledge every now and then. I felt like everyone was learning and everyone was contributing. It was wonderful. It was wasn't good. It? it was a lot of fun. I, even though I was terrified, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> so. Yeah. No, that was that was great. I learned so much. It it's my favorite place. I'm lucky that it's uh, our drive away. So, and you got married there, which is nuts. <laughs> so, well, technically, we we got married the year before, but with the pandemic and everything, ah. nobody could really travel. So we had the party at the Cosmosphere. So. I understand. We had the the fun, crazy, cool part. So it was a good time. It's a good time. Tacos, wedding photos in front of the uh, Apollo thirteen command module. That's Did I cool. show you that? Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a fun time. Um, and luckily, Chuck, one of the photographers there at the Cosmosphere, just kind of went all out. Uh, oh, nice. He normally doesn't do weddings, but I convinced him otherwise. So, uh, shout out to Very the Cosmosphere cool. if you need a venue for a party it is one heck of a place <laughs> i'd like to party there that sounds fun it is it is um so for today there was there was a few other questions that i had for you guys um let's start off with what you're looking forward to covering um in 2023 and beyond on the podcast and we can kind of do rapid fire uh for these questions if we need to so I think Emily has to go first here. I think I know uh, what, what this is. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, what I'm looking forward to covering the most in 2023, uh, I think it's kind of obvious. Uh, there's a, a little anniversary of a space station uh, that's happening this year. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to covering that event. Um, it's Skylab, by the way. And... Um, <laughs> whatever is not Skylab related news I'm looking at I'm looking forward to uh actually the launch of the Vulcan Centaur rocket uh the ULA rocket in the astrobotic moon landing that's going to be kind of cool so it's like the year of the the moon landing is kind of that was in 2022 or the year of the moon is kind of expanding to 2023 as well so I'm really excited about those things and I hope it goes well so and I mean there's a ton more but uh, gosh that's like the probably two of the top ones on my list good answer I think for, <laughs> I, I think for me it's the stuff that we don't know <laughs> like the episode I'm looking forward to the most is the one I don't expect to happen does that make sense yes like we always end up with a surprise episode that that I would never have thought that we would ever have covered or done or something like that. And I know that will happen this year. I just don't know what it's going to be, obviously. Yeah. Which is part of the fun that within the next 50, 50 weeks, something's going to come up where this time next year, Emily and I will be able to go, oh my God, I can't believe we spoke to that person. That was incredible. <laughs> and I don't know what that's going to be, but that is definitely for me what I'm looking forward to is the unknown. Which is why we're out which there, really. Which is kind of cool too. So it's a very meta. I, I like that. that. That's a good answer. Yeah. What about what? What about you, John? What are you looking forward to uh, this year? Uh, I think so. We're gonna try to get out to Florida um, at some point this summer. So hopefully, I can see a launch. So that would be cool. Um, the Vulcan launch definitely. Uh, shout out to Andy Saunders for getting a picture of me and Simone in digital form on the lander. 
So I'm very excited about that. Looking forward to that. Um, Other than that, I think, yeah, Skylab will be fun. And then the shuttle, the 50th shuttle anniversary is not that far away either. Oh, no. Well, that think about it. (laughs) I mean, it really isn't that far away now. Yeah, I'll be celebrating that in my wheelchair, my walker or something (laughs) like that, because that means I'm I'm Uh, kidding. That sounds that sounds terrible. But my my yeah, because I'm thinking about that. That means I'll be in my 50s by that point. God dang, homie. And I'm nearly there. So, God, sorry. (laughs) No, it's all good. We got to get the 45th first. The 45th anniversary is coming up first. So we've still got a few years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, one thing we've got planned, which I know is going to be fun, is we're, we're going to cover the 40th anniversary of Sally Ride's flight this year, which is going to be cool. That'll be cool. That'll be I, sweet. I'm hoping that gets some good coverage and we learn more about Sally. I think that'd be great. No doubt. I, there's so many cool things about the shuttle program. The My favorite IMAX growing up was The Dream is Alive. Yeah. Oh, my God. And oh my God. that's got to be coming up on the 40th anniversary here soon. I hope they re-release it. I haven't heard anything about that. I, rem- I need to oh, look that, that up. Great, I need to look it? that up. That would I haven't be cool. heard anything, but that would be so awesome to have that re-released. Um, I did just have a question come in via chat. So it's for all three of us. Um, all right, let's see. We're going to kind of cover this in one of the questions. Um, so the second question would be, if you could interview one person, um, who would it be? They can be alive. They could have passed away, but it has to be someone you haven't interviewed yet. Who would it be? Go on, Emily. Oh, God. Well, he just passed away a few months ago, and um, I never got the chance to interview him. Uh, I, I knew him a little bit. I, we weren't like BFFs or anything, but I talked to him a few times at events. It would have been Jim McDivitt. Mainly because he's one of those people. He never wrote a book or a full book. He never wrote like um, an autobiography. And um, I'm sure an interview with him would have been like no holds barred. Like he would have, you know, he would have just said what he wanted to say, maybe. So I think that would have been interesting. I would have loved to have. There's a few questions I have for him that um, I don't know if he would have actually answered them honestly. But where he probably would have been like, I ain't answering that, but I would have loved to have talked to him. And I'm thinking of a runner up person from Apollo. Um, I, I hate to admit it, it's mostly Apollo people because a lot of them just are not alive anymore. The yeah. second runner up, if he were still around, would be Ron Evans, probably because just because he'd be fun. <laughs> he'd be a lot of fun. Oh, that would be so much fun. Wouldn't yes. It? That would be. After reading about him more. Yeah, that would be. I'd go take a road trip out in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, to go to a dump with him. Yeah, yes. Me too. I would. <laughs> I would. Amazing. Dave, what about um, you? For me, I got two answers that are technically technically the same. Um, so mine is Captain James Lovell. Or Tom Hanks. <laughs> Why not both? If I can't if I can't get Jim, I'd have Tom. That'd be fun. <laughs> I think, uh, uh, yeah, obviously Jim Lovell was my childhood hero and uh, still is. Um, you know, I, anytime there is any update on on how he's doing or, or anytime you see a photo of him that's recent, my heart just goes, yes. 
Um, I really hope I can make that happen. I don't think that would happen now. But um, yeah, Tom Hanks, I think, would have a really interesting perspective because he's a space geek. Yeah. And obviously he's created so much cool stuff for us all, not just Apollo 13, but from the Earth to the Moon. And he writes about space characters in his little short stories and things like that. I just think he'd be a, a really interesting character to find out his space story. Like, how did he get into it? What's that background? I don't think it's something that we necessarily know. We know he's into it, but why? Obviously, it's kind of obvious, but how did that develop? And uh, that's, that's what I want to know. About you, John, who's your, who's your dream interviewee? Uh, that is tough. Um, I think for me, it might, might even be something maybe pop culture related, like a famous author. Um, although like if it was a historical figure, I think just because I've been in an Eisenhower kick lately, but I'd, I'd want to interview Ike. Um, it wasn't the do nothing president that people thought and really that administration was really the time of the, just the beginning of all of this stuff that we've got going on now. Um, plus I'd like to, you know, chat about the atoms for peace and all that other stuff from that time. Um, and that whole kind of, it's like, what could have been, you know, like retro futuristic, like what, what could we have had, had that stayed around and that keep that in the back of your mind. Cause that's something that I've got for, uh, the fourth question, uh, for some like okay. pop culture. So I don't know <laughs> if either of you have seen that trailer, but we'll come back to it. Um, so third question, well, let's actually, let's let's do Don's question here real quick because it was kind of related to that last one. So Don Irwin, the question asker extraordinaire, I love it. Yeah. Um, he asked, what are some of the opportunities you've had and people you've been able to meet as a result of the podcasts? So we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but. I'm going to jump in here. For me, it's the whole of the space community. I mean, yes, we've met and spoke to some amazing guests. All of our interviews have been online and they've all been amazing. Like we spoke to some incredible people. Uh, even, I, I don't just mean in terms of people, astronauts and things like that, even some of the authors and, and, and lesser known people we've spoke to have been so inspiring and I would love talking to everyone. Um, but for example, coming to the, event the first and last uh steps event in in december and being able to meet people who had listened to the show or uh just were in the general space community for me being in the uk and being kind of isolated away from that kind of stuff just be feeling more accepted because of doing the podcast into a, a, a bigger world uh has been amazing like having I mean, I, I don't really like this expression because I feel like it's probably cultural appropriation, but having a tribe is uh, is really cool and feeling like this thing which I've had since I was a kid, which I had to suppress a little bit, I can now talk about openly with people <laughs> who understand it uh, and have the same passion for. It's just a wonderful thing. Yeah. Probably. Emily? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did I? I didn't interrupt you, Dave. Did I? No, 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 not at all. Probably. I hope I'm answering this question right. Um, I, I never thought in my life I would meet two women, or not meet, but speak to on the podcast two women who commanded the space shuttle, or you know, or flew the. I don't. Or I'm sorry, flew the space shuttle. I, you know, piloted the shuttle. I mean, that's a. 
big deal because you know when I was alive, I, I don't think women were even. Um, I think women were when I was first born. I don't think women were test pilots yet or could become test pilots yet. And, you know, in, in my lifetime, you know, I've gone from that, from, you know, talking to two women who got to fly the space shuttle. I mean, that's a big deal. And I, I'd like to talk to the third one. Maybe maybe we could arrange that someday. I, <laughs> that would be really cool, you know, so we yeah, complete complete the set, complete the circle. Yeah, but um, I never thought in my life I would have that kind of opportunity to talk to people you know i mean like women like you know eileen collins women like um you know uh, uh susan uh kilrain uh susan still susan kilrain women like that who just you know really were just massive pioneers of the space program and and now you know and it, we're still seeing that unfold you know to this day I, not really many women have gone to space and we're still seeing that history unfold as we speak really and i mean you know and it's cool that we're kind of we cover that kind of stuff i i love apollo you know i'm not trying to make it like you know i love apollo i love i love early shuttle i love skylab they were very man centric you know which is fine you know but um, I, I love the fact that we cover sort of, okay, you know, at, at, a, at a point, you know, we started seeing diversity. We started seeing different kinds of people go to space and work in space and things like that. I think that's kind of a cool thing about what we've gotten to do as well as we've gotten to cover sort of every facet of what, you know, space flight represents. I like that. So. And they were both so humble, weren't they? Eileen and Suzanne. Yeah, they they were, were just so, so humble. humble. I mean, of course they're normal, but they're, you know, they're human beings, but it's like, they were just so like, pardon the awful pun down to earth. They were very, <laughs> you know, they were very down to earth and there was no attitude like, yeah, I'm the best. There was no attitude at all. I mean, it was just, they were really cool, very professional, of course. And I think, you know, I, it was, it's just incredible. I never thought in my life, if you would ask me when I was a little kid who was a, obsessed space geek that i would we would be able to do those things yeah i would oh my god i I could never imagine that never in my life yeah i think that's just talking to people in the community obviously is fun and that's what's so cool about space hipsters is just the variety of experiences that people have whether they were in the program or they're just interested in it that's incredible um, but just generally doing like the podcast for me, I, I've loved talking to like just some of the scientists, like project scientists on missions. Mm. Like one of the coolest things I learned about it was back when New Horizons was going to Pluto was the fact that like Pluto's got it's like cryovolcanoes. So it's like ice, like that, that just still like it's hard to wrap your mind around that stuff. And to hear these scientists explain that. It, I love it. That's it's some of the technical stuff is way above my head because I was a political science major and I I know my limits for math and stuff like that, but <laughs> still learning about it is incredible. And I think for like, you know, the next few years too, just being able to hopefully meet some of the Artemis astronauts, that's gonna be a blast. You know, NASA there, it's always the the next man, the first woman on the moon. I I want to know who these people are. Like let's hopefully we get an announcement between now and artemis too so uh i'm expecting some cool stuff from that um absolutely 
Uh, yeah, to, just 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 to ca- to carry on on that theme though. Yeah. Just like meeting Don, who asked that asked that question. He's so cool and has got so yeah. much knowledge, oh. right? A ridiculous amount of knowledge. And there was things that I'd heard talked about before, which I didn't really understand that the, some of the technical stuff about rockets that has gone over my head, which he just explained in mm-hmm. such simple terms and pointed out things. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Yeah. Thanks, Don. You just yeah. made it really simple. Thanks for making rocket science simple. Thank you. <laughs> like That's the kind of stuff we're talking about, which is amazing. Um, but to also add to your meeting the astronauts of the Artemis era, meeting the mission controllers. Emily yeah. and I were talking about this recently. We know who the key mission control people were, the Apollo era. I don't, don't. And some of, the, some of the shuttle era as well. Yeah. I haven't got a clue who the current mission controllers are. I maybe one or two names, tops. Yeah. But no, I don't know anything about them. And I think that's part of the fun of what's coming up as well. Like we get to get a whole new set of heroes, both who go up and the guys who stay down, guys and girls who stay down. Uh, I think it's amazing time and a chance for us to, to get, as I said, a whole new set of heroes. And as we pointed out, a lot more diverse set of heroes, which is just wonderful. And it's the diversity that's, I mean, I can't imagine how many like new stories we're going to be able to tell. Like that's going to be phenomenal just yes. documenting it now too is thinking about how different things are now i mean artemis one it had a bunch of gopro like highly modified gopro cameras on the outside so cool the Hasselblads are great like the photo quality is amazing but there's something to be said for just sticking a camera yes it's not the perfect quality but hey it's 4k like whatever like that's pretty amazing <laughs> yeah. and yeah. the fact that they had like how many it was like 20 something cameras 20 or 30 cameras, I forget exactly, but like an insane amount of just different viewpoints that we would have never got during Apollo. And we're going to see it almost live, which is different because a lot of people forget during Apollo, they had to bring back film. They didn't (laughs) get a lot, much live stuff. I think people take that for granted because they see the Apollo and Skylab photos and they're like, oh, those are awesome and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, those weren't live photos. They were had to bring them back and develop them and then they were released and like you know nasa would have lithographs and then they'd they'd show up a few months later to national geographic and then you know that's how i this is how old i am that's how i got the photos back then was like (laughs) that geo eight months later and you're like oh wow photos and it's like when this mission okay way back it flew (laughs) but but you didn't get them live you know and i think nowadays we have that that's that to me is crazy we have the capability where we can get that stuff near instantaneously which is just insane yeah Mm -hmm. it's i'm i'm excited and who knows maybe like the first podcast recorded at the moon too so that would be be pretty cool that's on my fingers i'll i'll volunteer myself Uh, yeah i volunteer as tribute i'll be a permanent Uh, mine it doesn't work will be a permanent monument to the space. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it would work in that case. Correct. Yeah, um, I'm staring on the I hope it works side. <laughs> I don't want to be a permanent monument anywhere. I take it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this kind of ties into what we were just talking about there. But what have you found to be the most rewarding thing about podcasting? And we've kind of touched on like elements of this, but, you know, for you what's what's your most rewarding part of doing this i i'm gonna just say i'm gonna go i i think we've covered a lot of that already 
um, I think there's one thing that we haven't necessarily talked about, and that's necess- like the technical stuff, yeah. the stuff behind the scenes. I think for myself, learning so much more every episode, I'm, I'm having to EQ a voice, a new voice from a new microphone that's come, been recorded online, which is not the best of things to deal no. with, and having to overcome microphones that are scraping against someone's jumper uh and i only real only realizing that it's like oh no this whole interview has got a crackle on and, and having to make something of that because that's what i'm dealing with this week uh and i've got i've got a day to edit this together and make it sound right otherwise we've got no episode and just overcoming those things some weeks is perfectly fine but i think it's Make like we've not missed a week. We've not every every six a.m. my time on the Thursday it comes out. I've not been late once, and for me that's incredible. One hundred twenty-five episodes now. That's amazing. Of, I don't know how you did it daily, John. I mean that's just mental. It sucked. There was days that well, it, yeah, it what, sucked. What processed you to do that? Uh, that's a lot of work. I was single at the time, living in Pierre, <laughs> South Dakota, and there was nothing else to do. It was you could go to the bar and play darts, or I could read more and do a space podcast. So uh, I understand. Okay, that makes sense because I've thought about it. I'm like, how did he do one daily? Like, and I feel bad because Dave does. I, I got to hand it to Dave. He does all the audio and all that stuff, and that stuff is very hard. And I have a lot of respect for that. My husband's day job. He does a lot of stuff in audio. I know how hard that is. I see him struggle like, oh, God, this sounds terrible. I got to make, you know, chicken salad out of chicken. You know, I know how hard that is. So there was a few episode days where I didn't do a ton. So there there was some phoned it in episodes. But yeah, you you still did it. Yeah, you still did it. I get it. It was a little nuts. (laughs) I respect that because I yeah, even I mean, yeah, that's a lot of work. Oh, and I was crazy. I decided if I was going to do it, I was going to learn Adobe Audition. Oh, okay. So again, learning a complete new set of skills while you were doing it, I wouldn't use that software. See, now I'm just, I'm so far into it that like I have, like when I worked for Apple for a bit, (laughs) like I have Logic. So like I got that for free and like I've tried it, but like I'm so 360. Yeah, and I'm toast. So, yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> but yeah. that I mean, like, that's been the rewarding thing for me is the technical side, I think. Um, and like a few summers ago, we were out. Oh, gosh, what it was. Yeah, a few summers ago, we were out in Florida and I took like the Zoom H6 and I had like this recording set up and we were out at Merritt Island and I was just recording background noise. So I'm like, I want that that for an episode. I don't know when I'm ever going to use it, but having that. And like trying to think that's what I'm really focusing on for the next year is more highly produced, but less episodes. So that'll be the next challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's silly things that people don't appreciate take a hell of a lot of time. Like all the little stings I've got. I, I mean, that took me, I did a lot of them before we even started podcasting because I knew I wanted to have loads I could just drop in. But things like this. Charlie, it might sound corny, but the view is really out of this world. Right. We had a couple of comments <laughs> the back row that I won't repeat. 
Yeah. So, so li- literally, I've just got sting after sting. I've got a, a folder with maybe seventy different stings. Oh, cool. Uh, that, that, yeah, um, it, it's so much of, uh, and they're really just <laughs> it's good fun. I enjoy making them, but they take a lot of time. And if I've, if you know, if we're doing an episode with an astronaut, I go and find the mission audio and try and find them talking in space, and then have to chop off the bit that I want and then add a bit of music underneath and put some Quindar tones on there as well if they're not in the right place. And, and it's it's things like that, which, you know, that can take me 30 minutes to get 10 seconds of a yeah. podcast. What is it <laughs> if like? If I a, want to do it. The, what, what do they say, like an hour per minute in post, yeah. basically? So it can yeah, yeah, be... Yeah. If you're going like super, super high level stuff, if it's just, you know, simpler conversations, it can be a lot faster. But yeah, I've seen or heard some just insanely detailed episodes. So hopefully someday I can get to that, you know, like that 20,000 hertz level or something like that. I don't know. That's that's the game, isn't it? (laughs) That's the aim. But yeah, that's that's probably not the answer that people would expect. But it, it, I think, uh, I think I think when you're in in deep in this stuff, the technical stuff does matter, and it should matter. Otherwise, you're not going to do a good job. And it's it's an excuse to to, oh. to buy fun things. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So last last question, um, and this is going to be what pop culture. Um, TV shows, movies, books, are you looking forward to in 2023? Uh, I'm looking for, well, I'm looking forward to, um, as far as books is concerned, I'm going to keep my mouth closed because I'm working on a couple of books with people. Heck I yeah. don't know if they'll all come out. I don't know if they'll all come out in 2023 or not. So I'm, but I'm going to keep my mouth shut about that for now because I'm very excited about that. Um, it'll be kind of neat to see my name on a book. That'll on a be awesome. Cover, finally, um, yeah. I'll be honest. It's something I, I've been putting off for years. People are like, what are you gonna do a book? And I'm like, I have to do one with a co-author because I'm so, I'm so, I wouldn't say lazy. I've just got a lot going on, so I need, would need to work with somebody. I need to work with someone else. I mean, there's just no way around it. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And in uh, as far as like television is concerned. Uh, there's a couple shows on Apple TV. Uh, there's season four of For All Mankind, which I'm alternately excited and terrified of watching. I know it's going to ruin my life for <laughs> several weeks, but I still got to watch it. I got to catch up with what everybody's been doing. Um, like I said, I'm probably going to be very depressed once it ends because it's going to have some horrible ending, but um, like it no. always does. <laughs> it always has some crazy ending. Like what? Like they killed everybody. Everybody's dead. Like, um, if they killed Danielle, I'm gonna uh, I better not be predicting that. If they kill her, I'm not watching the damn show no more. But um anyway, so I'm looking for the whatever horrible sh- crap happens during the next season of For <laughs> All Mankind. And um what else? I'm look there's a new show that's coming out on um apple tv hello tomorrow yes that i was hoping you would mention oh that god oh, that you posted the trailer crazy. the other day and i was like oh my god that this looks, looks like, good like that looks like up my alley I, I really like the idea i know there's a dark side to oh, it yeah. and they're gonna <laughs> reveal it so i don't want to get too excited but 
the idea that he's selling trips to the moon i kind of like that that sounds like something very like mid-century like you know we're gonna have prosperity for everyone on the moon like whoa let's sign up like wait whoa whoa, whoa, what that sounds really cool so i'm excited to see what that's about um yeah so i'm looking forward to that dave what about you i'm looking forward to reading the books that emily releases (laughs) hopefully all of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know if everything will come out this year but whatever uh i'm and I don't want to give too many details away. I'd like it to be kind of a, whoa, like, hey, but um, I'm very excited. I'm a little nervous, too, but I'm very excited. So I, but I think everybody will be pleasantly happy about it. I, I'm also really excited about Gen- Gemini Remastered, the Andy Saunders book, which has been commissioned. I don't know when that will eventually come out because... I'm sure it's a huge amount of work, yeah. but I'm sure he's probably done a lot of it. But as we know, the photo, the photography in Gemini is amazing. And the, the few big things that were in the Apollo remastered book that Andy did were amazing. I loved those first few pages of um, of the pre-Apollo stuff. Yeah. So to get a whole book as good as Ooh. the Apollo book that we've got just of Gemini, I think that's going to be incredible. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to having that. Same for that one. I will throw any money at him for that. <laughs> That's going to be exquisite. The Apollo remastered book. I'm embarrassed to admit this. It's one of those books like I, I've, I have obviously read through the whole thing, but it's so gorgeous. It's like I have to be in a certain mood to read it. Is that I, I'm sure that sounds strange, but it's like it has to be late at night and it has to be dark. Like the last you know, time I had one, I had my Apollo 13 tumbler out with a drink. <laughs> Yeah, and it was very just. It's a you have to savor the book. Yes. Well, you, you need to put. A, yes. You need to make sure you got enough time. Yeah. you can't open that book if you've only got five minutes. It's no point. You're, you're going to be late for whatever <laughs> for whatever you had planned. Just you need to make sure. Okay, I've got an hour. I'm going to sit down. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put some instrumental music on. <laughs> uh, Put my lava lamps on just to create some mood. You need an atmosphere. You need a vibe. It's one of the, yeah, yeah, you have to, that's the thing I've noticed with that book. It's very different from other books that I have. Like you have to immerse yourself in it. It's very weird, but not in a bad way. It's just like, I come out of it thinking I've been on the move and I have, you know, but you feel like you've seen it, you know, with your own eyeballs, which is very strange. So yeah, I love it. Or in Apollo nine, which is, okay i mean they're stinky probably and it's you know <laughs> it, it it probably smells like cologne and stink but you know it's all good your fluids <laughs> are going to be so shifted around you're not going to be able to smell anything up there anyway yeah, that's so. probably a point yeah it's probably a smells thing. like whatever dave scott's wearing and guy stink but yeah <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I, uh, before I, I throw the question back at you john i also think that that there's got to be a big Lego set come out this year. I think we're due another space Lego set. Uh, It's been a few years now since uh, the Lunar module came out. No, since Discovery. It was Discovery was the last big one, wasn't it? So uh, they they tend to be every couple of years. So it'll be interesting to see what we get this time. I'm running out of room. Um, (laughs) Me too. That is an issue. I've had to rearrange. I finally built the ISS after we moved out here. And that is cool. I think I need to hang it up on the ceiling, though. Yeah. So, yeah. Someday. 
Skylab encounter. I'm joking. Uh, yes, that would be amazing. Skylab for the would be amazing. Anniversary. That would be cool. Oh my! But it has to be missing stuff, though. <laughs> it has to be missing parts. Which it could be Skylab as it should have been. Yes, yeah, and then next to it, Skylab as it was. Skylab the McDonnell Douglas version versus Skylab what actually the flown version. <laughs> the flight, flown version. Light version. Like that oh, would man. be kind of sad, but. Awesome. At the it. same time. Me too. So, John, what are you looking forward to? It's coming out over the next year in terms of pop culture. Season three of Picard. Season two oh. was, eh, I, I couldn't, it wasn't, you know, there were some good episodes and it don't get me wrong. Uh, season three, I think, is going to be fun. Um, Hello Tomorrow, 100%. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. For All Mankind, obviously, too. Um, but Picard, I think that'll be an interesting kind of wrap up to part of my childhood almost having like some closures for those characters. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. Um, strange new worlds. I'm a Trekkie. Um, strange new worlds is some of the best star Trek out. So looking forward to season two. Um, other than that, I, I finally, I finally played like the first episode or the first few levels of the new halo game. For the first time in like two years so that was kind of nice but i just i don't have all of the time to do that unfortunately so that's my issue yeah and, and st- a lot of the new the uh andor was really good i see i've got to get around to watching that the finale was intense uh really good for sci-fi so but other than Excellent. that yeah i wish i had more time to watch all the shows mm. Does it count? Does this count? I'm really looking forward to checking out the new Gateway exhibit at Kennedy Space Center. That counts. That does count. I think you'll like it a lot. I've and I don't want to spoil it too much. I've been. I haven't done the ride at it because when I went there, every it was like a line for the ride. Okay. So I haven't done the ride yet, but the exhibits are really awesome. It's cool to see all that stuff there because you're you really get a sense like wow like there's you know the new generation of space is really coming along you know it really is so that's really cool i think you'll enjoy it sweet i'm looking forward to that i'm going in may so uh awesome i'll miss you by a month or two Uh, when you said you were going in the summer i was like i wonder if we'll be there at the same time uh don't have it exactly don't have it exactly on the calendar yet but yeah probably late june early july so the best time of year to go sweat in florida <laughs> yeah it's a little hot but it'll be a little yeah it's a little it's hot, hot here in kansas down. so i mean like it gets yeah <laughs> yeah it'll be fun but it's all good it yeah it'll be hot but it's not as bad as houston for some reason i don't know why houston's hotter than florida no idea but Houston was miserable when I was there the one time, and it was right around yeah, it was July, and it was oh yeah, terrible. It's like a hundred and yeah, it's ridiculous there. It's <laughs> hot and just gross, but but I love it so. And at some point, you guys will have to come out. Speaking of like being miserably hot in the summer, but it's worth it. Um, the adult space experience camps. I guess it's more in September, so it'll be a little bit later. Um, yes, please. But yeah, you guys got to come back to the Cosmosphere for the adult space experience. 
We we want to do all of them. We want to do the Cosmosphere one. We want to do the Huntsville one. We yeah, any any adult space camp. We want to be there, don't we, Emily? Yeah. We've we've I, already had that conversation. Yeah, I would love to do it. Um, I, I did not go to space camp as a kid, but I would love to go as an adult because that would be cool. And um, and I would yeah, I I would love to do that someday. That would be awesome. So especially yeah, seen. Especially because you showed us that backstage area, <laughs> the four G atmosphere, John. The four G centrifuge was pretty sweet. Oh my yeah. god, that is! I mean, it's just ridiculous what you've got back there. And I was like, oh, let me play, let me play. That one I is be fun. A that one I is wanna, fun. Yeah. I don't know all yeah, the details looks... for this year. Um, I'll actually have to ask uh, Maria um, next time I talk with her. But I, I know they that I did it a couple years ago, and it was right. It was the I think it was the last year they had the shuttle simulator so this now it's the capsule simulator so it's a little bit yeah. different so i gotta go back have the <laughs> new experience so amazing <laughs> amazing well that's that's it for uh, you know what i've got for questions do you guys have any closing remarks you want to share or anything else uh I, yeah uh, go on, i'm really on. looking forward to doing a podcast episode with you john and getting you on i'm and uh so I'm trying to do some research on space jewelry. Um, yeah. There's some articles like Collect Space is one of the best websites of for course. looking into this kind of stuff. Um, there's been some jewelers I've found, but like one of the guys I called their shop, no answer. So Pretty. I've got some professional jewelers, you know, contacts from being in the industry for 18 years at this point. Um hopefully i can try to dig around some more um but when you guys when when whenever we do this episode hopefully i'm going to be doing some hand engraved pieces for space themed awesome. so that's amazing my next thing i'm learning so we might have to wait until after may or june to do that episode that's absolutely fine yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. whenever you're ready to do it john but i think it, so i asked john to come on uh, and and do an episode. Absolutely. John's a jeweler, which is really yeah. cool, and he's got yeah, some amazing tongues. I thought I you a, did. Yep, I have a few of his pieces, and they're they're beautiful. I've got. I uh, love them. the other pair is kind of back uh, back here somewhere, somewhere. But <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing. I'm going through a. I'm such a loser. I'm going through a ring phase lately, okay. and I'm like, <laughs> I need to. I need like a um, space crushed ice. So I, <laughs> I would. Uh, I would gladly buy some. I, yeah. I need that's the the next frontier for jewelry is rings, but we'll see. I, I gotta pace myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. One thing I understand, one thing at a time. Um, Absolutely. I really have nothing else to add other than thanks for asking us on the show. Uh, I'm very honored, uh, you know, that the, the Cosmosphere has asked us to do stuff. Uh, them because I, I just i love that facility so much um and I, I just love the people that work there and it's just awesome so th thank you so much again thank you i i just am happy i can have a small part being a volunteer so it's my, one of my favorite places on the planet so it's good lots of good people lots of fun stuff um I'm super looking forward to the next year and actually being in person in Kansas to volunteer now so <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't have to do it remotely or drive eight hours from colorado to come out and visit anymore so that'll be nice yeah. oh that's a yeah that's a big haul yeah i yeah uh, all right 
Well, thank you guys. I, I appreciate you coming back on and doing part two. So this was a lot of fun. We'll catch you guys yeah, I soon. I appreciate it, John. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So, yeah. Thank you so much. That's it for this episode of the Cosmosphere podcast. We appreciate you listening. We would love to hear your feedback or questions, or if you have ideas for the show, please reach out to the Cosmosphere on social media um, and let us know what you think. We've got some exciting things lined up for this year, and we hope that you'll join us. Be sure to follow the Cosmosphere on social media. And as always, watch out on Cosmo.org for the calendar of events at the Cosmosphere. All of those links will be in the show notes for this episode, so make sure to check those out and follow along. We'd love to see you in person. For the Cosmosphere, I'm John Mulnix. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you soon.